0: second hour of the show i'm marcus farrow 508-996-0500 chris mccarthy will be back tomorrow tomorrow actually we've got um we've got a good show that was rep pat haddad by the way from somerset she's she's great i think that was a great interview um if i do say so myself no uh, i thought that was i I thought i there was a really um you know i like to have people from the legislature on because they always have interesting stuff to say you know um We're going to have, actually, Chris Markey on tomorrow uh, from Dartmouth, and um, I will, you know, there's been a lot of action in the, uh, in the rep race, uh, in the, in the, in terms of elections, Uh, there's been a lot of action, for sure, a lot more, the most I've seen in quite a while, Uh, you know, uh, Rep Haddad has a Republican opponent, Um, Bill Strauss has a Republican opponent, Paul Schmidt has a Republican opponent. Um, so, uh, and then you know, I, I was talking with uh, Carol Doherty yesterday uh, in Taunton, and she'll she'll be on the program too. But she has a Republican opponent in Taunton, in Taunton City Councilor. So there's a lot more action. Whether or not it leads to turnover, uh, you know, I'm going to say no, probably, but we'll see. There's there's some races that I think are interesting. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a good conversation. I like people ha- – I like having people from the legislature on because the work that they're doing up in Beacon Hill – first of all, I think it's it, – it seems like a really interesting job because you're not only doing a lot of the municipal – like, you've got to keep your, you know, sort of your, your – you're to the ground of your district, right? Like, when I – you know, I'm, I'm a municipal elected official – and you know bill strauss comes to our meetings you know he came to one of our meetings last year to talk to us about you know money he could allocate for us to some of our capital projects that we have going on and he ended up getting us some funding but you know he's doing all that with us he's sitting there in a a municipal you know public works commissioner meeting and all the while, you know, he's chairing the Transportation Committee for the entire Commonwealth. You know, the House Committee on Transportation rep- is not just transportation for Fairhaven or Matapoiset, It's for the whole state. So you get to do, and like what Red I was talking about, you know, she's in Somerset and, you know, she's representing Dighton, Swansea, parts of Taunton, as well. But she's crafting legislation that became a uh, template for states across the country to um, to get into the offshore wind industry. So that's why I like having the state legislatures on, you know, we've had a lot of them on so far. And it's one of the things that I was really excited about when I, when I, you know, cause I used to do the Saturday shows. So when I did the Saturday shows, I, you're sort of limited in the number of guests you can have and how many, you know, how the frequency and all of that. But now I, I have 15 extra hours, you know, or I have 12 extra hours because I had always do three. I have 12 extra hours to play with. Um, we're able to feature a lot more people from different parts of the Commonwealth. You know, I had Rep Conley on from Cambridge. We've had Julian Sear on from, from Truro, right, from the Cape. So we're able to have all these uh, different people that are working on stuff, not just in their district, so, you know, working on the hyper-local stuff, which is, you know, obviously the focal point of this program, but also doing the, you know, the more forest, not the trees type of, type of decision-making and, and lawmaking, uh, that really also has, a, you know, the biggest impact on, on this, on, on our day-to-day lives. So, uh, we're going to have, again, we're going to have Marky, uh, Rep Marky on tomorrow and, uh, we'll have Rep Doherty on at some point soon. And, you know, we've talked to I just saw Rep. Schmidt today. I was like, "Hey, I'll, you know, I'd love, love to get you back on. I'm sure he would love to come back on if uh, everything works out for him on November eighth. He's got a, you know, he's he's got an election against Evan Gendro, the re- uh, Republican, who we had on too, he was a nice kid, and so we'll see how that goes. But." You know, if things work out for him. We'll, you know, we'll have him on, or we'll have if if, if Evan Jedrow wins, we'll definitely feature him. I know he's he, he's a big fan of the program, and uh, and I'm sure he he do you know he'll do interesting work too. So, uh, so that's five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can get on the program. Um. So, other than the rep races, which again there's a there is a lot of action here, more more so than there has been in quite some time. You know, you still got some people running unopposed. In, um, in uh, I think, Carol Fiola is running unopposed. In Fall River, um, um, Chris Hendricks is running unopposed. Tony Cabral is running unopposed. So there's still some people that are running unopposed down here. But still, I think, quite a bit of action. Um, we'll see how that affects the turnout here. I mean, one of the things that I think is definitely going to affect the turnout is the sheriff's race. And we keep talking about it, but it is that is the race of the century here um, in Bristol County. We have, you know, um, you know, maybe not the century, but of the least at least the last at least the last decade. It's the most. It's in terms of countywide races or regional races down here. There hasn't been one this hotly contested since the last sheriff's race twelve years ago with. Hodgson and Quinn. It's the same type of basically, you know, I think this race is getting national attention. So you're looking, you're seeing it now, actually. You're seeing this race get some national attention in the, uh, I know Sheriff Hodgson was on Howie Carr, um, to talk about this. I haven't had a chance to check it out because I was out doing stuff, but I'm hoping to get a chance to talk about it, um, uh, I mean, I'm hoping he'd get a chance to listen to it, maybe uh, during a commercial break or something, to hear what he had to say about, um, you know, the money that's going into this race. Now, um, he's getting pack money too, but so the Working Families Party, which is a major, major uh, uh, left political organization, is putting two hundred and fifty thousand dollars into this race. Mike Bloomberg's pack, uh, every town. Uh, it's like every town gun. I can't remember what it's called. I will tell you in a second. Yeah, it's just called every town. Yep. Uh, every town. Um, Mike Bloomberg's pack has put on. Actually, I can't like watch YouTube without seeing. Uh, um, an attack ad against sheriff Hodgson from every town uh and some of that people are getting upset um first of all Republicans you can't get upset of it uh, upset at that you voted for this type of political outside spending you've endorsed it with every vote that you' that you've ever taken and so you're gonna have to live with the consequences if it hurts your, the candidate that you like that's first of all but second um the the one ad I think isn't, and again, you know, if you're not familiar with like super PAC rules, generally candidates aren't allowed to coordinate with political action committees. So if a political action committee wants to make an ad about, let's say there was a pack out for John Mitchell, right? And they wanted him to win the next mayoral election. So they made a pack and they ran ads here and they ran TV ads, right? Supporting the mayor. Um, he he can't tell them what to put in those ads. You can't tell them to put ads out. He can't ask them how much they can spend. It's supposed to be a relationship in which there is no relationship. Someone's just supporting you, you know, and you're not coordinating with them. That's, that's, that's basically the gist of the law surrounding super PACs. So there's super PAC money that's coming from outside into Hero's campaign. Now, uh, Hodgson's getting thirty-two thousand dollars from Charlie Baker's campaign, uh, not his campaign. His political action committee and Charlie Baker's political action committee is actually repre- uh, is actually supporting uh, a mix of um, a mix of Democrats and Republicans, um, because, like I, you know, like the conversation we had with uh, Rep. Hada just now. There's a lot of people in the state house that are Democrats. Most people in the state house are Democrats overwhelmingly. So I think it's a hundred, 130, 140, 130. I think let's say 130 out of 160, you know, but they're not monolithically Democrats, meaning they're not uniformly for, let's say every tenant of the democratic party platform. Like one of the, one of the expenditures that Charlie Baker sending out is for Chairman of Ways and Means Mike Roderick's, who has a contested uh, election. Um, he's going to win that election, but he Charlie Baker still you know wanted to put some money behind uh, Senator Roderick's, and probably has a lot to do with the fact that you know as Chairman of Ways and Means, you know he's worked with Senator Roderick's quite a bit, and he respects Senator Roderick's acumen as a Chairman of Ways and Means. Actually, Charlie Baker, I remember endorsed. Richie Neal in the House race uh, in 2020 cuz Richie Neal he represents Western Mass so like I think his I think he lives in Springfield but he represents like the Berkshires and all that. He re- represents way western mass. I think that's the first congressional district he represents. And so he Charlie Baker endorsed Richie Neal in a primary against Holyoke Mayor Alex Morse. So Charlie Baker, you know, endorses in a state like Massachusetts. I think you've got to be a bit more pragmatic, but what I'm saying is, you know, Charlie Baker's spending pack money on people like Senator Roderick's. Right. And, uh, I think he said he defined it as, uh, centrist politicians. Um, looking it up now and see the uh, expenditures that he's um yeah so it's probably Bruce mole in the Commonwealth magazine who does good work uh, Commonwealth magazine's a great um, publication so um, yeah so there you know he's spending some on like people challenging like state Republican state Senate seats uh, a Republican running for state Senate um, uh, Senator Jason Lewis from Winchester, Sean Dooley, who's a Republican, he's running in uh, Norfolk. He's running in a very contested uh, Senate race. He's a rep. He's running in a in a hotly contested Senate Senate race against uh, Becca Rouse. She's supporting Daniel Higgins, uh, who's probably going to be the next district attorney in um, in uh, in Plymouth County. He's a Republican, and he's running uh, to. Va- he's he worked for Michael O'Keefe, who's a Republican district attorney of the Cape for. About twenty or so years, I think, since 2001, has decided to step down. Representing Tim, uh, he's putting money behind Tim Whalen too. So, yeah, he's um, the Democrats in the Packer. Mike Rodericks, uh, you know, some reps from Concord, uh, Drake. It these are all Democrats, Fitchburg, etc. But they're ones that he actually twenty-five Republicans, six Democrats. But one of them is Tom Hodgson. So Hodgson's getting thirty-two thousand on digital advertising uh, from the Massachusetts Majority Super PAC, which is Charlie Baker's, which is Charlie Baker's PAC. Um, it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of these people that he's supporting are I would probably classify as more centrist Democrats. Uh, certainly I would, I would probably classify Senator Roderick's as a, as a, as a centrist for sure. And that's what he classifies the people that he's yeah. supporting as is more political centrists. I wouldn't say Tom Hodgkin's a political centrist, but what Charlie Baker, I think, are, you know, they're, I know they're good friends and he says, you know, basically thinks that Tom is a straight shooter, you know, he's consistent. So, um, 508-996-0500. Let's actually go to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Hi,
1: glad to hear you again. Thank you. Um, you I know you know, know a lot of information, but I had um, a question about uh, the ballot questions. Now, first, um, unlike in the past years, I never got one of those red booklets that has the uh, ballot questions and the pro and cons on it. Were
0: they sure. sent out? They were sent out. I know. So I know the ballot. The booklets were sent out. Um, I don't know if so I know, and I know only questions one through three appeared on the be, uh in the booklet, so one is the millionaire's tax question, two has to do with dental insurance, three has to do with um like licensing for like alcohol like establishments, and four is the driver's license bill
1: yeah, I've heard be a little bit about everyone except the alcohol one now I'm wondering if uh at some point perhaps there's a uh Eight hundred number for the Secretary of State, and I could call up and say, "I want the red book." If they were out and I didn't get one in the mail, I'd like to get one. Could you, at some point, provide a number to the that person who uh, answers? Yeah. Um,
0: let's uh, let's look at it now. I can go to the. Uh, they have their website out. That I'm going to look at the Elections Division for elections and voting. So there is a, there actually is a number.
1: Okay, I'm getting my pencil ready for it, sure, and uh what is that one eight hundred uh-huh 462- mm-hmm.
0: 8683 83. six eight three
1: eight three all right i'm gonna call up perhaps you could answer a uh, a quick um explanation of the one on dentistry, which oh. I see t v commercials on it and um there's not enough information for uh, me to judge anything. I uh, I
0: will I will try to do that at a later date when I'm more brushed up on it. It's 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 difficult to understand, and I'm trying to learn it. And when I am, I'll be able to put that into a <laughs> I think a neater, uh, more concise um, explanation than I'm I'd be able to right now.
1: Well, I hope neither of us has a toothache before that. <laughs> yeah,
0: me too. All right, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So. Question five, you got to vote yes on that, by the way. If you're in new Bedford, uh, please, if I could vote for it, I would. I'm in Fairhaven, but it's to be an MBTA district, and it's going to impact all of us. I wish, you know, it's going to it's going to impact all of us. We're all going to be part of the MBTA district if you vote yes on that, and we're going to get the train. So I hope you do. That's question five. I know there's some ads running from real to Boston. I had Paul Chase on. Paul Chase on the program. I had Paul Chase on the program. Uh week or two ago I don't know all the days blend together but you got to vote yes on five please for everybody you got to vote yes on five um yeah please do that Fall River I think has some more organized opposition against question five but I think at the end of the day I think the voters in Fall River and New Bedford are, are, are going to do the right thing So in the booklet, we've talked about this, has questions one through three, doesn't have four. I'm not sure. You know, in terms of, I looked at the polling. I'm not sure how one and four are going to do. One, one, the thing is with four is four is, that's the driver's license bill. All the money is behind pass uh, yes on four, which is to vote to upkeep the law. So if you vote yes on four, you're voting to keep the law. And all the money's behind that, all of it. Like it's a 10 to 1 spending, uh, it's a 10 to 1 spending um, uh, advantage for the people voting yes on four, which is kind of interesting because the people who voted who want the law to be repealed for reasons I still can't figure out. Um, like real reasons, not like the voting thing, because that's not a real concern uh, because non-citizens vote in mass, uh, non-citizens don't vote in Massachusetts and have driver's licenses. People have green cards, you know? Um, But uh, I haven't heard any, like after getting a hundred thousand signatures to get that on the ballot, they got, you only needed 40. I think they got a hundred just to be sure. Cause you always want to get more signatures than you need. Um, after getting all those signatures, doing all that work in the summer, getting, you know, having people come out and sign that, uh, petition, people standing outside a stop and shop, you know, doing the, you know, we had, I I know Howie Carr got some signatures too. Barry, I think was working to get some signatures, but after all that work that they did to try to repeal this law, they're not, (laughs) there's no money, they're not putting any money behind it. So all the money's going behind four, and that's a good thing. But like you can't move your message if you don't have the funds to do that. You can't move your message if you don't have the funds to do that. so um, I think four will I think four is gonna be a yes, one I'm less certain on. I think there's more money to opposition against it. uh I don't think there should be, but five oh eight nine nine six oh five hundred actually I'm gonna take a break. Uh, and we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus.
2: 1420 WBSM I start wasting my time. Now nah, I can hear what you say. I ain't finna do.
1: If it ain't money. But you miss me with it. She you miss me with it. Turn it. I pack in 11. I pack an in My
0: shoes are just Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. That's about the money by Ti, and it is about the money. So we're because we're, we're talking about the outside money that's coming into this race now uh, for the Bristol County Sheriff's, um, uh, the Bristol County Sheriff's race. Now, when this race was starting to get going, when it was starting to ramp up a bit, and I was having you know the candidates that were running in the primary, and when I had the sheriff on, this is when I had the Saturday show. I was telling you guys that this 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 election is going to get national attention. It's going to get national attention. There's going to be people looking all over from the country looking at this race. I com- I, I compared it to Sheriff Joe Arpaio down in um, Caracopa Maricopa Maricopa County Maricopa County in the Maricopa County Sheriff in Arizona. Remember Sheriff Joe Pio? He famously like, you know, had his inmates out on tents and stuff like that. He, you know, he ended up losing his, but he ended up losing. Um, But the point I'm trying to make is uh, this race was going to get, always going to get national attention because uh, Sheriff Hodgson is a national figure. He's on, you know, you'll see him on Fox news. You see him on national TV. Um, quite a bit, and you know he was at the Oval Office with President Trump. Um, I think quite a bit, and uh, he's certainly a statewide figure, you know. And so there's money coming in for for uh, for Mayor hero in this race. Um, against him, there's money from the Working Families Party who's sending out a mailer. There's money from the Working Families Party who's sending out a mailer that kind of hits on all the same points that they've been hitting on for the most part that you know a lot of the things actually you might have heard um, uh, a lot of things you might have actually heard Mayor Hirose say in our debate and by the way if you missed our debate it was a good one People are still, I get, I get the numbers, people are still looking at it, people are still listening to it, and you can get it um, on WBSM.com. You can get the podcast, or you can get my write-up on it with the podcast in it, or you can get it anywhere podcasts are offered, the Bristol County Sheriff's Debate, and it was it was really something. You should check it out, but I think they were hitting on a lot of the same points, talking about the uh, immigration advocacy organization he was on and all of that. Now, there is another, and you've heard uh, both candidates run ads here on WBSM. You've heard uh, their campaigns run ads here. Paul Hero is running ads here. Sheriff Hodgson's run ads here um, for a while. And so, you know, it's the last two weeks of the election. I looked at the calendar today. I'm like, I can't believe two weeks from today, it's Tuesday. Two weeks from today, we're going to have, we're going to have, have elected. We're going to have elected two weeks from today. We're going to have elected a new governor. We're going to have elected a new attorney general. We're going to have elected elected a new state auditor. We're going to have reelected the secretary of the Commonwealth and re-elected the, the um, state treasurer. But we're gonna have three new statewide office holders. You might also have a new sheriff. You might also have a new state rep. There's a lot of there's a lot of action going on down here. So, and if you're in Plymouth County, you might have a new DA. There's a DA's race. By the way, Monday, Monday, October 31st, we're going to have the both candidates for DA. And if you live in Plymouth, uh, if you live in uh, Plymouth, Mattapoisett, Marion, Rochester, Lakeville, Middleborough, Carver, Wareham, this is for you. We know we have a, a strong contingent out there. The Plymouth County DAs debate is going to be here on Monday between Rasan Hall and Tim Cruz. They had a debate; it was interesting. I think ours is going to be a little better, honestly. But um, I think ours is going to be a little better. But we're they're going to be here Monday for a debate. But that's two weeks from today is election day. We're going to be here, by the way, for five hours. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself, but, you know, I was really bothered last time when we did election coverage by how much we were, how, how much we missed doing just the regular seven to 10. So I asked Michael and Tim the next day, uh, if we could get an out an extra hour. And then they were like, yeah, absolutely. Marcus, no problem. Sure. We'll do it. And then I stewed over it for another couple weeks, two, three weeks, and I talked to Chris about it and I said, I think we need another two hours. Going to eleven isn't enough. I think we need to go to midnight. And uh I got this they were they said fine, Michael and Tim management. Station management said, Sure, no problem. But you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> like you're okay with that? You know, you're okay with the with the uh, with the extra five hours on the radio. And I said, uh, yeah, I think I got to do it. I think we got to do it because I want to be here to call the races that you want to be called. We were able to last time call two state rep races, right? We were able to call the, and we were the first to call the state rep race with Chris Markey and uh, Cameron Costa, the primary. And we were able to call the, Democratic primary here with Bill Strauss and Rick Trappello. We're able to call those races early, earlier than everybody else because we had the data from the campaigns. Now we're still going to have that data from the campaigns. We're going to be in contact with the people that we're in contact with, and we're going to be able to call some more races. So we're really excited about that. We're going to have some guests too throughout the show. We'll have people, candidates, whether they won or lost. They're going to call in. I'm, you know, honestly, probably the ones that that won. We had one concession call. Last time it was Rick Trapillo, and I thought, honestly, the way that you bow out of an election was the way Rick Trapillo did. It was very grace, it's very gracious and nice, and that's the way you bow out of an election. It was really nice, actually. It was really gracious. Um, you know, he really went out strong. I think, told us, you know, this is why I decided to run. This is what the people said, and you know, I, you know, I support Rep. Strauss going forward. I thought that was great. I thought that was that was the way that was the way to do it. We had one concession call. I don't imagine we're going to get many concession calls. I'm like, I'll talk to everybody and tell them, hey, give me a call, you know, if you, um, after the results come in. And we'll see. I think it takes a, uh, you know, take a lot of, um, I think gumption to call in after you, after you lose, but we'll see who has the, uh, we'll see who has the, um, the the fortitude to do it. So we'll be here for five hours on election day. But what I was saying is this is an all out blitz in the sheriff's race now. And now you're seeing all this money come in from the working families party. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars coming in from the working families party. Sending out ma- uh, direct mail. I've seen copies of the direct mail. Um, you have the ads that are running now. They're running on TV um, attacking, attacking Sheriff Hodgson. Uh, I think. Criticisms that typically opponents of Sheriff Hodgson make—nothing unique. Um, there are there isn't an ad for Paul Harrell that's like talks more about gun violence and you know I think most of our audience is pretty familiar with how you know gun laws work here in the sense that really the chiefs of police or the police departments or whoever the chiefs of police delegate their duties to in each of the towns and cities in the Commonwealth they really have. The lion's share of the power in terms of who gets a firearm, who doesn't or who gets a license to carry and who doesn't doesn't have a lot to do uh, with the sheriff. But that's how the pack money. That's how the pack has chosen to spend their um, spend their spend some of their money. A lot of it's attacking Hodgson on, you know, tying him to Trump, tying him to January 6th. Right. And all of that and which i think is fair honestly um i mean he, he's you know he he when trump was president and even leading up to trump being elected and and his campaign for re-election hodgson was was pretty tight with trump i he had the you know there's he was decked out in trump gear at trump rallies uh you know local trump rallies and stuff like that so i mean i think that's a i think that's a fair criticism uh of hodgson to try, tie trump to him albeit a politically inconvenient one um for him and um uh the they they have the um the mass gop actually for the mass gop is also sending out direct mail and i saw a copy of it direct mail against harrow saying like harrow's record on crime he's got zero police endorsements he's got um you know talking about the uh the sex offender thing which i think is totally disingenuous honestly and i think he actually Herro had a pretty good answer for it when he was here with us uh, i thought that that attack by the The campaign was disingenuous, you know, but whatever. Um, And the vote uh, for cutting corrections um, uh, in the state house, which, again, I I thought was, I I think Harrow had a good answer for it. That was actually pretty disingenuous. The the attack was pretty disingenuous. But it's like that Lyndon Johnson thing, right? Um, So Lyndon Johnson famously said, uh, call them a, I can't say the word on the air, but call them someone who has relations with pigs. And, uh, and make them deny it, uh, I think is basically the strategy with that. So, all right, we're going to take a break now. 508-996-0500. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, Chris will be back tomorrow. 1420 W. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. 508 996 O five hundred is how you can get in the program. Uh, You know, want to thank Pat Haddad again for joining me uh, in the first hour. I think that was a really good conversation. Again, I really like having people on from Beacon Hill because I think that um, they have a really interesting job. Honestly. And you get to work on some of the municipal stuff, like the very like on the ground type of stuff, while also working on major statewide policy. You know, we talked about her, you know, her conversation with President Biden, right? And we also talked about some of the issues going on in her district in Somerset, Dighton, Swansea, uh, Taunton, etc. So five zero eight nine nine six O five hundred is how you can get on the program. Again, um, we were off yesterday, by the way. If you wanted to hear us yesterday, you couldn't because we had actually taken the night off. We had, uh, we're had we the number one home in the South Coast for the Pats, uh, if you want to listen to the Pats. So the Pats played last night, unfortunately uh, played last night because it was uh, a pretty ugly game. I think people um, – it's kind of tough because – after 20 years of dominance after 20 years of dominance i think it's difficult to grapple with the fact that that's never going to happen again you know like with bailey zappi it's like people are looking for the oh is this the new tom brady thing like no it's not tom brady's never going to come here there's never going to be a tom brady thing again you're not going to stumble upon the greatest quarterback of all time or the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh You know, ever again, you know, the, the Bledsoe situation was much, much different too. You know, like, oh, he's doing what? Well. Like, with Bledsoe, Bledsoe had been there for about five, six years at least. So everybody knew what more or less knew. Or Bledsoe was there, was he drafted in 92, maybe 93? So he had been there for seven or so years. He was a veteran. Everybody knew what they were getting out of Bledsoe. Right, it wasn't a young guy who had taken time to develop. He was, you know, he'd already made a Super Bowl. Everybody kind of know knew what they were getting. Um, he had been out for longer than just a few weeks. He'd been out for basically the entire season, and um, you know, Bailey Zappi is not like it's going to be. It's hard for short, like he's six feet, so it's not short, but it's hard for short guys to play quarterback. So I know everybody's like frustrated and all that. And I, I think it was, you know, I, I kind of fell victim to that too when Bailey's happy went. I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. He's so good, but he's not in fact. And we've got to kind of just temper our expectations and realize that this is going to be a rebuilding phase and there's going to be some growing pains. Uh, so that's a long way to say that we weren't on on Monday. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the Patriots. Uh, I I didn't enjoy it. But I at least got to watch it. I haven't gotten to watch, uh, you know, Monday Night Football game in a while, honestly. Uh, not that I really care. I like being here more because I could put it on here. I don't even put it on here. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We're talking about the sheriff's race, all the money that's coming in. There's national attention now on this race. Uh, I think that's a big reason why people are, you know, people are really... Listening to the sheriff's debate that happened, if you want to listen to it, you can uh, by going to WBSM.com, finding the on-demand uh, feature on our podcast or on our app. Um, you can also go to the column I wrote on it, or you can go anywhere where podcasts are offered and find it. But 508-996-0500, let's go to the phones. Good evening. Marcus, how are you? Good.
2: Hey, I just want a couple of things. You know, I know Chris isn't there, but I wanted to compliment you. On the uh, mostly the moderation uh, on the uh, sheriff's debate, thank it, you. It was incredibly middle of the road. And um, wh- who's the uh, Watch Six counselor? Was it uh, Tom Kennedy? Uh, who is that? The one the that, that calls in all the
0: time. Tom Kennedy.
2: Tom Kennedy. So he, uh, I don't agree with everything that he says, and I'm a transplant to Watch Six, and I was Victor Pinero's campaign manager in Watch Six. And, and when when was Tom? uh, the one six
0: counselor. Uh, I think it was back in the eighties under, uh, when like when Mark, was mayor. And I think again, yeah. in the early two thousands, briefly, He
2: Marcus, he calls in all the time. Yeah. Again, I don't agree with everything that he says, but he's well-informed and he, uh, you know, being a one six resident, he, to me is a, uh, just a staple you know for for, for
0: Ward six incredible institutional knowledge uh honestly and like you just don't have that institutional knowledge anymore in a lot of people very few people have it and he has it it's very like makes his calls very valuable honestly
2: unbelievable he's a credit to you and and uh chris mccarthy that you have people like that to call in to to bring everything together and by the way i have to tell you that i was at an event tonight and i have to tell you the compliments that i got from your dad a lot of bishop Stang people were there yeah and um you know you are a testament to your father and your mother and who you are thank you and um you make us all very very proud marcus and just just know you know don't ever forget where you come from you know a lot of people on different sides of the aisle i'm on different sides of the aisle with you myself son you know what i mean yeah having grown up with you but you carry, and Chris carries a lot of, uh, like you're saying, institutional opinions, people that have, they're well-read, they're well-informed, and it's a credit to, to what you guys are doing. And you're moving us forward, South Coast forward. So keep up the good work, and uh, don't let it go to your head. You're, you're right on the ball, pal.
0: I really appreciate that. Thank you, Barry. That's very nice. Take care, Take care pal. Thank you. I got to go to break after that. That's such a nice call. I can't follow that up. I got to go to break. Why should you download the... I kind of thought this intro to the song was like seasonal. I don't know if it's Halloween or whatever. But on Halloween... Actually, while you're handing out candy to trick or treaters, you can turn on your radio and listen to the Plymouth County District Attorney's debate between uh, Rasan Hall, the challenger, uh, ACLU attorney, and uh, Tim Cruz, who's the, the Plymouth County District Attorney. Now, of course, it's important, you know, who the District Attorney is in any county in the Commonwealth. It, it affects you, uh, whether or not you know you live in Bristol County or not. But if you live in uh, Mary Marion, Rochester, Wareham. Carver, Middleborough, Plymouth, Lakeville. You're in our listening audience and you, this, these two uh, individuals are running to be your district attorney. So, all right, I'll catch you guys in the third hour. Stay tuned.